Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baseball fans of all ages, this is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers, and you are listening to the Blue Heaven Podcast. Well, folks, uh, we are completing, I guess, our, our podcast uh, dream team trinity here. <laughs> We've had all the boys on. Uh, joining us today, live via the magic of uh, cell phones, is the man with the golden pipes that we miss so dearly at Dodger Stadium. Um, he's the in-stadium voice of your Los Angeles Dodgers. Your Los Angeles Dodgers. We'll have to say it right. Welcome to the show, Mr. Todd Lights. How are you doing, man? And how are you uh, braving this weird, weird time we're dealing with in L.A.? It's definitely a very, very strange year, a strange season, a strange time that we're going through. But I'm very thankful that we're playing baseball at the very least because that is this one little kernel of normalcy that just makes me feel like things are going to be okay yeah we're uh we're very appreciative of of what you guys are doing like i mentioned at the top there you know we you've uh, now completed our our dream team trinity we've had dj severe on we've had dita rule on a few times uh love them they're they're fantastic now we have the the the, the final piece of the mesh that that <laughs> makes that the the stadium pop like i like to tell dj you know it's just all you guys working together so well, and we're missing it this year at the ballpark. But um, we still know it's the best part uh, to the Dodger Stadium is the best part place in the world to see any baseball, and at least we get to still hear you guys on um, on TV. Everything sounds pretty much normal, but you know, talking about uh, let's actually talk about those guys. I should say, uh, you know, you work with two of the best of the business. You guys, everybody there, well, well oiled machine. How cool is your job? <laughs> How great is it, man? Best job I've ever had. I would never give it up willingly. So um, I'm uh, I'm just stoked, so stoked to be there. Yeah, you, you you said it right. We are a well-oiled machine, and we have been for you know six seasons now. Um, just and and we all like work together. There's a there's a kind of unspoken communication where we have eye contact now. We're we're socially distanced. <laughs> we're masked up. Uh, but we still have eye contact, and we, we and we still kind of work off each other. And 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 now it's gotten to the point where it's just a rhythm, you know, it's a rhythm between what what the DJ's doing, what I'm doing. Then Dieter will come in with a prompt or something, and as soon as he as soon as he plays that last note, boom, I'm right in there. Um, and great credit to our crowd noise person, mm -hmm. uh, Jessica Ray, who's doing a great job with our crowd noise. That the the Dodgers have uh, really put some good stuff together. My producer Marty Messer. Who's uh you know doesn't really get very many accolades, but he's the one calling the show, and our sound guy Patrick Sweeney, who does such a great job with our sound mm -hmm. and makes it sound good in a weird place. The ravine is is a very natural, strange yeah. acoustic space that sounds different every night. He always makes it sound good, and he takes great care in that. And so we are a team, and we really love each other. We're just happy to be to be. <laughs> at least socially distanced from each other at the very least how, how great is that that new um sound system there too because you guys are really the only you know handful of people that have been able to enjoy it it rocks man it's it's <laughs> when uh when it's got some bass going on you can feel it. it goes right through your body and it's 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 since it has the two speaker array instead of a single speaker array um it just it fills the ballpark in a in a more even way whereas yeah. 
the, the one last time would be really hot in, in the loge level of left field, but <laughs> not so hot down down in certain areas. So it it really sounds good. I haven't been able to be all over the ballpark yet to hear it, but man, mm-hmm. it sounds good from where I'm sitting in the press box. Yeah, I know DJ Severe had told me that uh, I was going to be able to hear it from my house in Pasadena, so I'm kind of kind of still waiting on that, man. But uh, we might have to turn it up a little bit. World Series time. Um, so, what's it been like, Todd? I know you you know you guys were expecting fans this year. You were expecting a whole new ballpark experience for everybody, and obviously things change on a dime pretty quickly. Uh, but what's it been like being a, being at these games? You know, being the announcer that you are, and uh, getting to announce to a, a crowd of cardboard cutouts, if you will. <laughs> It's it's definitely strange. I mean, there's no question about the fact that we miss you guys. We miss the roar of the crowd. We miss the great fans. Um, and and so in that sense, it's it's kind of strange. If the crowd noise was not there, it would be very very eerie. <laughs> yeah. It would be. I, I think the crowd noise cut out during an inter squad game, mm-hmm. and I, and it everything went silent for a minute, and it was just it was just weird, bro. Yeah. And. But um, you know we're doing we're doing it just like we would normally do it, and um, we're trying to make it as normal for the players as it possibly can. Some of the guys really love; they really feed off the crowd. They really need the crowd to get them going, and they you know. So we're just trying to give them their music, give them their announcement, give them their give them their prompts, and 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 some video here and there as well. And uh, we're just trying to make it as normal for them as as we can because we want them to feel good about what they're doing out there and feel like they're getting getting a little push and, and if we can give them that little bit to help get them over the hump then 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 we've done our job i guess you know usually it's look good feel good this one it's sound good feel good and, and it seems to be working the dodgers by record are the best team in baseball and we know that and we feel good about that as well as fans guys winning season returns at my bookie winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means survivor super contest and squares at my bookie Winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the MLB season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code BLUEHEAVEN, all one word, BLUEHEAVEN, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code BLUEHEAVEN, again, all one word, BLUEHEAVEN, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie. And overtime is going all in for our listeners. We're giving away $500 cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. So when you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to Overtime at advertisecast.com. That's O V E R T I M E at A D V E R T I S E C A S T dot com. $500 given away at the end of September from Overtime from my book. Well, not from my bookie, but you know, you get the idea. It's going to be a thing. Money. Money's fun. Go play. Go do something. Do something with your life. A lot of people obviously know your voice. You've been in. Los Angeles homes, Dodger fans' homes for the last five, you know, plus six years now. Um, you've been in the LA area for the longest time, uh, you know, doing radio, doing all that. People know you, people know the voice, but we got to get to know more about the man behind the voice. And I mean, right off the bat, we got to point out that maybe a lot of people don't know that you did grow up a Dodger fan, if I'm not mistaken. 
Actually, I grew up in New England. Uh, oh. I came from the Boston area, so I grew up a Red Sox fan. Ooh, and I suffered mightily with the Red Sox, just as we're all kind of suffering yep. through this, this, you know, through a championship drought with the Dodgers. Um, so I can relate. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was very difficult to, to have your, your favorite team would always get so close, but but so far. So I grew, I grew up with that. And when they finally won the World Series in 2004, I was like, all right, cool. I'm good now. <laughs> and I was living in L.A. at the time, and I've been in L.A. for 35 years. So, mm-hmm. um so during that time, I became a Dodger fan, and now working for the Dodgers, obviously, it's um, you know it's it's a whole other level. I heard you guys talking on a previous podcast about some of the managers that you've suffered through over the past <laughs> several years. Yeah, and you know, in the '90s, it was not real easy to be a, a Dodger fan when the the ownership group was not as right. as as solid as they are now. Um, but I have been, and I've always admired the Dodgers for their social activism uh, as well as their their play on the field and hey i was born in 1963 the the year they beat the yankees in the world <laughs> series I, I you know i was i was born the year sandy koufax had an amazing year so i kind of feel like i have i have a i don't know a link of some kind to the dodgers because it's for me it's always anybody but the yankees it's always been that for me <laughs> that's a good way to get into it <laughs> yeah yeah as long as any team that can take it to the yankees as a red sox fan you're going to appreciate that <laughs> but guys uh, guys let's be clear in the world series that the dodgers played against the red sox there was no question of who i wanted to win where my loyalties lied and i was right with the dodgers i sat in my uh, my chair on that game 3 of the world series for nine hours without taking a pee because <laughs> I did not want to be the be away from my seat when somebody hit a home run to end that game. So, um, so yeah, I, I was, I was all in on, in Dodger blue. For that, that sounds, uh, that sounds painful. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it, Todd. I'm not, I'm not that strong, man. Uh, all right, man. So you got all that time under your belt as a, as a Dodger fan, as an LA native, you've been mm-hmm. here that long. I think we consider you an LA native now. I think those are the, yeah. t- the 10 years are overrule. You're officially an LA native. I think it is. <laughs> I, but, appreciate, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, so do you have, I mean, maybe it's during your time working with the Dodgers. Maybe it's not, but do you have a specific favorite, Dodger Stadium memory. Oh, I, oh, I got to say that that when Max Muncy hit the home run in Game Three of the uh, World Series against the Red Sox at like one one oh nine in the morning or something, right? That was a huge moment. Um, uh, Turner's walk off home run against the Cubs in uh, what was that seventeen? Yep. That pretty much propelled us to the World Series. That was that was huge. When Kenley was able to close out Game Six of of uh, the World Series. In seventeen, uh, on on I guess that was Halloween or something, hmm. um, and, and and ensure that we were going to come back for a game seven. And at that point, we were like, "We got this. We're going to win." <laughs> Those were all huge, huge moments, and um, little moments were also fantastic moments that I'll never forget. When Corey Seager broke up uh, a Giants pitcher's uh, um, no hitter, no hit bid. And, and with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and we we lost the game anyway, four nothing. <laughs> but it was like I don't care, we we, we won because we Corey came through. <laughs> we and, did it, and, you know. And so there there's there's moments, and there's also moments between the the crew up there between Severe and 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 Dieter and Marty and I that we you know with jokes that we make that that have lived on for six seasons. So these are all these are all wonderful <laughs> times, um, you know. And and I've gone to Dodger Stadium a lot. My first time there, I went and sat in. Carl Reiner's seats, the great oh, comedian nice. Carl Reiner, 
with my father-in-law. He took me to the game, and his client was Carl Reiner. And he said, we're going to go sit in Carl's seats. And I said, okay, that's, thatat sounds cool. And we were, like, right behind the home home plate. We watched uh, – I forget who was pitching that night, but, man, they pitched a gem. And uh, it, that was a great moment at Dodger Stadium from from the you know from the the rich people's seats heck yeah so that was great. <laughs> that's uh that's always a good way to, to take in a ball game from the rich people's seats one day i hope to be one of them one day <laughs> <laughs> so you have uh you have double allegiance in a way you have dodger allegiance you have uh red Sox allegiance but either way you're you're a baseball fan uh who's your all-time uh favorite player growing up my all-time favorite player was ted williams uh Thank he Paul. was just a fantastic person human being um, for his time, I'm sure that you could look at him now and find all kinds of different faults with him. But uh, he was a war hero. He was a pilot. He was a, hunt, a hunter, an outdoorsman. Um, he was a fantastic baseball player. And he was one of my first, like, I, I just loved the guy. I went to his baseball camp. He had a baseball camp in Massachusetts. And I went there when I was a little kid, learned how to play baseball. <laughs> It was like going to spring training every summer. And and playing you know a whole bunch of games against other kids your age from all over the state and it was just a fantastic experience to be at Ted Williams baseball camp so he, he was my guy I mean a hell of a hitter that's a good 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 person to take baseball camp from I'd, I'd, oh, yeah. I'd throw oh, that yeah. on the resume right there that's a went to Ted Williams baseball camp and then boom you're hired yeah you can have yeah he uh, you know he used to show up at the end of every session to meet the campers and take some pictures and stuff and i wish i had some of those pictures because you know i was i was a little kid and you know all people had were polaroids or something yeah. you know so I, i don't have any of the pictures from that but i do have still have some of my team pictures i remember that that time fondly because it really did teach me how to play the game of baseball which i've been playing ever since so uh, the people here know that you've been part of this la scene now for some time whether it's You know, your time at KNX, uh, definitely your time here calling ball games at Dodger Stadium. People might not know you're a longtime singer in a band. You want to tell us a bit about uh, how that goes and, and uh, you know, what's what's the latest in uh, the musical career of Mr. Todd Lights? Well, recently I've had a chance to sing the national anthem at Dodger Stadium a couple times, and the cutouts, they never booed me once, man. So. <laughs> So that was not cool. a tough crowd or hey. a tough crowd because they're just they're stiff. It's <laughs> a very more. stiff crowd. <laughs> yeah, actually, we had an inter-squad game with, with some of the guys that, mm -hmm. you know, some of the minor league players that, that are off at USC. So they got a chance to come and play. Gavin Lux was among them. He had mm -hmm. two home runs that day. But I told him, okay, I'll come in, but I have to I have to sing the anthem and I have to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game because <laughs> I'd always wanted to do Take Me Out to the Ball Game from the press box, like, Like Harry Carey, yeah, <laughs> and it would have really been fun to do it drunk, but you know, I was, I was, I was stone cold sober. So you yeah. know, being able to perform with Dieter is always fun. Uh, I've done that a few times, and uh, and so he accompanied me both times, and uh, th that was a lot of fun. So that that was something that recently did. But you know, I've been singing for all you know, pretty much all my life, and you know, for either being in musical theater on stage through high school and college, and. And in a, I've been in a band for the, I've been playing with the same guys since 1996. And um, we're, you know, music is just something that's always, always part of my life. I play harmonica too. So I play, <laughs> play some harp in our band. And, and I just like, to, I like to use, you know, I, I got a lot of hot air. So I, I like to blow it out. <laughs> you know? I mean, Todd, speaking of music, man, we, with a voice like that, We got to know what your go-to karaoke song is, because if I had my money on it, I'd say it's probably The Gambler, but I, you know, I don't know. That could be anything. 
Well, you know, I don't do karaoke. I, I have the luxury and the and the honor of being able to stand in front of a great band of, of, of guitarists, drummers, piano, and and be able to sing on a regular basis. Although we've been we've been, have been on hiatus during this pandemic, it yeah, hasn't right. been smart for us to get together, so we haven't been jamming. Although we have been recording, but um, so I don't really, you know, I don't really do karaoke. But let's see, if I had a if I had a go to song, oh, I don't know, man. It might be something. Something like Tears for Fears or okay. or, uh, or Dave Bowie. You know, I might do like uh, Heroes or Golden Years from David Bowie or maybe Let's Dance or uh, China Girl, something like that. I would like to listen to all of these <laughs> yeah. renditions of these songs, I honestly. Think, <laughs> I, I think you're lying. You already have your set list planned out and you're doing <laughs> a, an all Bowie night and that's cool. We, like we can... <laughs> I can mess with that, you yeah. know? Well, we, we actually play some of these songs, so I figure, okay, well, if I can sing in front with a band, yeah. I'm sure I can sing a karaoke style. Um, yeah, <laughs> L.A. Woman would be a fun one. Do a little okay. Jim Morrison okay. in there, you know? Well, uh, but, you know, I do all kinds of singing. I, I, I was in a master chorale where we sang, you know, you know, sacred music and, and, and very classical type choral music and mm. Uh, I've, I've been in a I've been in a gospel choir where I was like one of two white guys in the whole choir, and we toured around California and, and sang in churches from Watts to Bakersfield to uh, Oakland to the steps of uh, the Capitol in Sacramento. So I've, I've I've done a lot of cool uh, singing in my life, and it's something I'm not ready to let go of. So beautifully, the voice can kind of stay with you as long as you take care of your voice. Mm-hmm. You can still uh, you can still broadcast. You can still announce. You can still sing as long yeah. as you're healthy. You know, as somebody, I'm 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 gonna cheat a little bit here and help myself personally. I'm somebody uh, as somebody who blows out his voice regularly. The only reason I've been able to do the show so consistently and sound normal ish is because I haven't been going to karaoke because that's not a thing really anymore. <laughs> uh, what are your your trade secrets to to keeping the the voice in shape and and happy and healthy? Well, that's a good. That's a good question. You know, um, I'm I'm pretty blessed that I'm knocking on wood that, that I don't get laryngitis and stuff like that. But uh, um, one thing that's always works really good is just uh, is is whenever you start to feel something funky in your voice, I gargle with with hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. almost on a daily basis. It's good for your teeth and gums, but it's also good to burn up any uh, bacteria and stuff in your throat. So they kind of it kind of kills anything that that might be, you know try to take root in your system right. so i do that a lot um and, and always at the first sign of some kind of you know you start to feel some weird something in your throat like i go to that uh, i try to drink a lot of water you know hydration is key uh when i'm singing and when i'm uh and when i'm announcing i've got a you know one of those gatorade squeeze bottles filled with water and i'm i'm, I'm hitting that off of that thing the entire game and the only you know the only drawback to that is if you drink too much and you got to pee so uh, you got to be careful about that. Yeah, when they, go, when they go 18 innings, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it can be it can be pretty uncomfortable. But um, so you know that's that's good. And when and when you're not feeling right, it's always good to just keep your keep your voice moist, uh, warm something warm with lemon or vinegar and honey. You know, it just soothes your throat and allows you to to keep going. So those are those are the pretty simple ones. And then if you've got you know some kind of lozenge that you like, like a Ricola or something like that, you kind of do that between between innings or whatever and uh that that can help you out a lot too it turns uh-huh. out i've i've been doing this all wrong the entire time because 
you know, surprisingly for me, you know, going to a bar, drinking too much, screaming at my friends over the sound of the bar and doing a bunch of karaoke songs and screaming those is not good for your voice because it doesn't I, help. I, no. I, yeah, I didn't see there was no point of parallel in our voice care management. <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned a lot today. I appreciate that. Todd. <laughs> well, I got to, you know, when I was younger, I used to go to concerts and I'd be like singing along with the with mm. the, the, the with the the band and stuff, you know, I'd be like one of those guys where you want to look at him and say, "Hey, do you like this song? <laughs> hey, who sings this song? Yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah, the guys that's on stage, not you." <laughs> you know? But anyway, so I I stopped doing that. I you know I'd go to bars and stuff. I, I'm I'm never yelling. You know, it's like um, I don't I don't baby my voice, but I'm I'm aware of it. I'm just mm, aware right. that certain things that you do that push it too too far. Mm. And hey, man, I got a couple games this week. I got to be cool. So yeah. Um, but it's hard to play rock and roll music and not drink a little bit, you know, not not have a little glass of whiskey or something. And sometimes that can help. Yeah, you know, a little glass that kind of relaxes you, relaxes your muscles, relaxes your throat a little bit. I think the great opera singer Enrique Enrico Caruso used to drink a glass of whiskey before every performance. So I, I go with that. I run with that. I say mm-hmm. if it's good enough for him glass of whiskey is good enough for me too I'm we also drink a bottle. glass of whiskey before every performance coincidentally maybe that's what we're doing right bottle i mean <laughs> bottle it's the you know it loosens the inhibitions and you could say dumb things yeah, in front of fine. a microphone it it helps. Get away with it. <laughs> i don't i only recommend todd's tips by the way anybody's watching this or listening to this only go don't with his tips ours, don't go with ours uh we we are not recommended but once again doubling back i would say your greatest uh talent is is the ability to to team up with everybody and and just make people happy get people psyched at Dodger Stadium I mean you know it, it was it was a nice transition um you know going from from uh Eric to to you because like that that iconic voice and and I mean personally I I think you do it better and I'm not just saying that because you're on the phone with us but just it's a great way to start a ball game you know the, yeah, the 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 drawn out, you know, your Los Angeles Dodgers and all that, and the the the, the fan or the um, the lineups and everything. It's it's a killer, and we appreciate the way your your guys are able to get uh, uh, the fan base, however many there early in the games, anyways, right. uh, psyched for for some baseball. You guys, that's be- my favorite part is is doing doing lineups and. And having people roar when I when I say one of the, the favorite players' names. I mean, yeah. Adrian Gonzalez was always a, a huge one. He would always get a huge ovation. Andre Ethier would get yeah. a big. And and my favorite name to say was always Yasiel Puig. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always enjoyed saying that. So I'm I'm missing him just for his name. But now I think my favorite is Max Muncy. I think uh, I remember when Max first showed up. I was like, Hey man, I hope that guy sticks around because I love saying Max. Muncie, you know, I just love the way it kind of, you know, it, it, it kind of like had a little sibilance to it, but then it, you know, the M, the, the, the alliteration of the M's, you know, I think about these things. I see one of my, you know, I was thinking a lot about Mookie Betts when he first came to town. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, how am I going to do Mookie Betts? You know, is it going to be, you know, so it, uh, you, I, you do put a little bit of thought into these things and, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to know that the transition felt good to Dodger fans or at least to you guys. Yeah, your um, your art uh your 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 uh, the quandaries of an artist are not lost on on a lot of fans I believe, you know, I'll speak for enough for the fan base there. You're doing it right. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. 
I'm sure having fun. That's for, that's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can definitely feel it. And, I mean, speaking personally, you know, being at home and not being able to come to the stadium, not being able to experience a game, and in such, like, a strange, uncertain world, I didn't know what to expect, you know, game one going into the season, what the experience was going to be like. But I remember us watching game one and being like, hearing your voice in the background and hearing the organ and hearing Joe and Oral talking, it was yeah. like, you know what, like, this is this is going to be okay. Like this this season's yeah. going to be all right. It's going to be baseball. We're going to still have our Dodger baseball. We're still going to get to hear our guys all the time. You know, we'll come back next year. We'll have our newly renovated stadium. We'll get to hear Todd yelling Mookie Betts at the top of his lungs. Like it's going to be okay. So appreciate you guys for all that you do because you guys really did make this feel as normal of a year as it possibly have could be, could have been. I guess. And you guys are going to love the stadium upgrades, man. Yeah. It's uh, I haven't been around everything because we're not allowed to go to certain mm-hmm. areas. But from what I've heard, and I've, I've, we, we have remote cameras everywhere, so we had our remote camera guy give us a little tour. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the new set that they have out in center field, I can just picture a bunch of fans coming by mm-hmm. while they're doing their pregame show out on that set <laughs> in the center field front door area. Um, it's very it's very 60s looking, very, very mm-hmm. kind of retro, cool. Um, it's very L.A., very Dodgers, very... It's Janet Marie Smith and, and the team that did the, the renovations really, they really hit it big. And it's just, it's just a damn shame that we can't have the all-star game here this year, but yeah. we'll have it in a couple of years. So that's cool. I can't wait, man. Can't it's gonna, wait. It's going to be perfect. Well, Todd, we appreciate the time. We, we hope to see you at the stadium again sooner rather than later. Uh, tell the fine folks where they could find you on social media. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Todd lights. I do a lot of my, uh, my Dodger type, content on that I'm, I'm at todd lights on instagram uh, but that's more like personal stuff you'd want to see all the good food that i cook i, I do a lot, of, a lot of posts of of my chef work and, add another uh, talent to the list huh? there you go. <laughs> yeah i do love to cook um and uh if uh, if you want to have me you know wish your best buddy a happy birthday yeah. or give a shout out to somebody you can get me on cameo which i i've done hundreds of cameos over the course of this pandemic and uh it seems to be uh, very popular for people. So you can hit me up at cameo.com slash do- uh, Dodgers PA announcer, and you can find me there. And, and, and I don't charge too much for them. And I certainly haven't raised my prices during the pandemic, uh, even though I'm getting a whole lot of requests. It's sometimes hard to keep up with. But uh, I, I love being able to have that outlet with the fans. And there's fans from everywhere. I did one from Stockholm today. Oh, wow. Some, some, and they, they come every year to Dodger Stadium, but they live in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. So really cool that Dodger Nation is is really Dodger Globe or Dodger World or something. <laughs> That's fantastic. I like that. That's awesome. You're the perfect man to be taking, uh, not taking advantage, but the, the perfect man for people to be uh – you know, to to utilize a platform like that, so that's perfect. We might have to check that out and have you just do the lineup things. for us one of these days <laughs> or something. Again, guys, Todd Lights, we appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys. Keep doing a great job. I love your podcast, and uh, we'll keep on listening, bro. Awesome. Go Dodgers. Thanks, Go Dodgers. <laughs>